Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Lee Cantor here, another episode of High Velocity Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Dave Spooner with Anago. Welcome, Dave. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Anago. How are you serving folks? Yeah, no problem. We are rental management software designed for small to mid-sized landlords and property managers. So we work with typically folks that have anywhere from one to 100 units, sometimes a bit bigger than that. And we help them do things like automate their rental collection, their lease signing and other document signing, their tenant screening processes, their maintenance request processes, and all sorts of different business processes related to the management of their tenants and their business. Now, do you primarily target uh, independent property management companies, or are you working with some of the franchises or some of the larger folks? Uh, Generally, we target independent folks. They're kind of low-hanging fruit as far as sales and marketing is concerned. They're the folks that are really looking for this kind of thing pretty actively. Uh, We do work with some larger professional ones. Our largest landlords have as many as 2,000 units, largest landlords and property managers. So we work with some pretty big outfits, but generally we're, we're targeting and, and, and most often speaking with people that are independent in that one to 100 unit range. Now, um, to give folks an idea, that that's a lot of people, right? That That's a bigger market than people might uh, assume. But in every city, I would imagine around the country, there's somebody doing this kind of work. Oh my gosh, you can't believe how many landlords there are out there. Um, It's hard to pin down exact numbers, but the last figures I saw were around uh, 23 to 24 million landlords managing around 45 million units across the U.S. Most of those are independent landlords, as many as 70% in some figures. Um, So there's a lot of them, more than you would even think. And then uh, nowadays with the advent of uh, kind of the Airbnbs of the world, has that kind of impacted how you do work as well? Because I would think there's some overlap in that market as well. Yeah, there is some overlap. You're exactly right. What, you know, one of the things we really tried to do and one of the reasons we started Inago is because we felt like the platforms that were getting built were really inflexible and rigid and landlords are the most DIY folks in the world. I mean, most people that are landlords are not, historically real estate professionals. They didn't go to school for for real estate. Oftentimes they started buying some properties when they had excess income, they built themselves a little portfolio. They're very DIY. And and because of that, um, everybody does things differently. So when we built Inago, we really, really wanted to make it flexible so that it it could work with a large variety of different landlords and even within certain sectors of the market, do things differently for different folks. And fortunately, because of that, it's meant that our platform is flexible in a way that allows us to work with people that are maybe not who you would normally think included in that are Airbnb rent, uh, landlords, folks that are doing short-term rentals. And we work with plenty of them. We're, we're not designed specifically for it, but it does work quite well. Uh, it's definitely been an interesting shift in the market as people have, have created mixed portfolios and, and tailored their, their rentals specifically to short-term rentals like Airbnb. So now did you start this business because of your own kind of issues that you were one of these folks that were a landlord and you said, let me figure out a technology solution or were you in the real estate space? Like what's your backstory? I was in the real estate tech space um, working on for a totally different company and myself and, and another guy working at that company. We, you know, that company gave us exposure to a lot of small to mid-sized landlords. And we kept hearing over and over and over again that their biggest pain points were that the systems they had were difficult to use, that they didn't fit their business model, that they were expensive, were free to use, by the way. And so we finally said, OK, we keep hearing this over and over again. Let's go out and do it. Let's build it ourselves. 
So we started Inago about four years ago in 2017. At that time, I did not own any real estate. I was very interested, but um, you know, I was a, a young professional, didn't have a ton of money to, uh, to invest in real estate. Since then, I've, I've acquired about seven rental units and uh, looking to acquire a handful more this year. So I, I did finally put my money where my mouth was, but originally I did not start as a landlord myself. So now um, I would assume you're using Inago in your own kind of portfolio there. Of course, it's the best. <laughs> now, um, what did you learn from being an actual kind of user of your own software? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, all sorts of things. It really changes your perspective once you're on the other end of things. We, we try to sit in those shoes as much as possible, but it's it's difficult unless you're actually you know navigating it with tenants. There's all sorts of little improvements that, that I've been able to bring to the table since since uh, becoming a landlord user of Inago myself. But I think the biggest thing that I've taken away is how important that tenant experience is. I think landlords often forget that you know, the person paying the bills is their tenants, right? So making it as easy as possible for them to pay those bills, making it as easy as possible for them to submit work orders is really, really important. And Inago from the get-go has done a good job of that. But being on the other side of things, we've found a lot of moments for refinement and things that we can improve to make that tenant experience better and better with, you know, each update that we make. Now, um, you mentioned the importance of kind of the tenant in this equation yeah. because they're the ones who are using it the most, right? Right. Totally. So now, but they're not the purchaser of this, right? No, the landlord signs up for an account and then they invite their tenants to that account. So as a landlord, you can add your tenants, add their email address, they'll get sent an invitation and then they can access Inago. We do have a mobile app that tenants can download. Um, and like you said, they're really the ones that are most commonly interacting with it and, uh, and the ones that are actually submitting payments and really important documents through the system. So it's important to, to, to kind of prioritize their experience. And then when you're looking at, when you have a business that's kind of built on a client's client, it um, adds some complexity because the stuff the tenant may want, um, you know, might be expensive <laughs> for you to execute on. And uh, you mentioned that the, the landlord isn't paying for this, right? Yeah, it's free to use for landlords. And you're totally right. You know, there's B2Bs and there's B2Cs and we're kind of a B2B2C, right? It's, it's, there's definitely some complexity with, our, with, with that piece of the model. Um, yeah, regarding pricing, we are totally free to use for landlords. There is no cost and there are no strings attached. There's no upcharges for things within the system. It is entirely free. We charge instead a couple of minor fees to tenants. Um, and I think landlords will find them really reasonable. When a tenant submits a payment online, so when they go to pay rent or a pet fee or whatever else they're, they're submitting for, um, we charge $2 for an ACH transaction. So if they pay from their bank, it's two bucks. We charge 2.75% for a credit or debit card transaction. The landlord can choose to take on either of those fees, but they're charged to the tenant by default. We also charge when an applicant submits an application through our system, the landlord decides whether or not they want to include screening reports with that application. If they choose yes, then we charge the applicant 30 to $35 for those reports and finally, we allow tenants to purchase renter's insurance through our system. And we do make a commission on that, on the premium that they purchase, uh, but it comes with the policy, of course. So now when you developed that business, was that the business model to begin with, or did you monetize different ways that started and kind of evolved to this? No, we, we did a lot of experimentation with different pricing models to see what resonated best with both tenants and landlords. And we've tried all sorts of different things. Um, we always had it tied in some capacity to the the uh, online payments, but we've tried a lot of different things. And the one we settled in, and the one that landlords and tenants seem to be happiest with, is is uh, is the one that we're on now. 
Now, um, if you were to give advice of other kind of SaaS, um, are you considered a SaaS, right? Even yeah, though, yeah, definitely. And um, any other uh, advice from a founder of a, a SaaS company on how to iterate that kind of um, the monetization? And like, how quickly did you get through that process? Because that's a challenge for a lot of folks. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I would say, you know, it's a really good question. It probably took us off the top of my head, I'd say somewhere around six months to get to the final pricing model, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit less. Um, a couple of thoughts. First of all, communicate with the end users, right? Um, it's like, you know, I was a server uh, for a long time, especially when we were first starting to, to pay the bills and we didn't have them ourselves. And whenever you start your first day serving, if somebody training you often tells you, tell people it's your first day or it's your first week. They'll kind of take pity on you, right? They, they empathize with you when you do that. Communicate with these folks. As you're starting out, let them know, hey, we're new. We're working out some kinks. We're trying out some pricing model. What do you think about this pricing model? We're going to test it out, see how it goes. And people will give you really honest feedback. And having that honest conversation is incredibly helpful. Um, the other thing I'd say is, you know, don't take one anecdotal piece of evidence and make significant changes based on it. You always want to collect at least a couple of weeks, a couple of months worth of data, and certainly from a, a decent volume or at least a decent percentage of your users before you make any significant change. So don't go flipping a switch back and forth all the time because one person tells you they don't like it or one person tells you it's a, you're underpriced. Find out from a large swath of, of uh, potential users and, and act on that information. Because of that, it can take longer than just a month to settle on pricing. You can take six, seven, eight months to figure things out as you, as you test different models. And then, um, how are you, like, are there breadcrumbs? Are you seeing something that's like, Hey, I think we're on the right track here. Like this is looking good. We're starting to get traction over here or over here. This is like kind of a, a roadblock. This is like kind of ending things pretty quickly. So let's stop doing this. In general or on the pricing front specifically? Or just in, in your business as it's uh, evolved. Yeah, well, you know, we we are very close to our users. We're unique in that we offer full phone support and we put a dedicated um, account rep for every single Inago account, whether you have one unit or a thousand units. So we're really, really close to landlords and we're getting constant feedback. And that's by design. I mean, it's it, one thing, it's a great service and it's, it's a value proposition that resonates with people. But the other thing is we have weekly meetings with all of our customer support people and they give us the feedback that they've been getting. What are landlords struggling with? What are they loving? What, what kinds of questions are you frequently getting? Uh, we touch base with these folks just to see how things are going. We host webinars and we have a survey at the end where we collect information about their experience with Inago and their experience with the, the webinar and, and what's difficult. We just collect as much data and information as possible. And we kind of spin it all together uh, into a, a, you know, a giant, giant smoothie for, for lack of a better metaphor. And uh, you know, we, we examine that and figure out, okay, what, what are the directions that make the most sense for us? So it's really, for us, it's all about speaking directly with our users. It's about, um, kind of analyzing our process and reflecting on, on what we're doing well and what we're not doing so well and, and just acting on that information. So what do you need more of right now? How can we help you? Do you, do you just need more uh, property management managers? Well, we, all, we always need more property managers and landlords. We'll take signups anywhere we can get them. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, right now we're in, in kind of heavy growth mode. We are, uh, we certainly still have some more features coming out, some exciting things down the pipeline, but we're focused on, on adding as many landlords as possible and servicing as many landlords as possible. So any, anybody that can be sent our way, we always appreciate. Now, are they moving from some other software to your software? Or are they moving from like a, you know, a notebook 
to your software Excel spreadsheet? That's a really good question. You know, it's shifted over time. As we've become more uh, present within the industry, I would say that more people are coming um, from uh, from not having anything before, uh, right? Because when they when they first start making that search for some rental management software, we're one of the top names that has started coming up. Historically, that has not been the case. We've been poaching people more from other platforms. That's because our outreach was more, uh, you know. Uh, outbound, right? We were reaching out to people and asking them what their experience was like and trying to bring them onto our platform. And the other thing is, you know, when we weren't that well known, you had to really do some research to find us. And if you were really doing research, there's a chance that that you already know the industry fairly well, that you maybe have some experience in it, that you're using a platform that you're dissatisfied with, and you're looking for something that's specifically better than it. So it's really shifted over time for us. We still certainly get people coming from other platforms, but I would say the majority of people are coming from, from an Excel spreadsheet or they just bought their first rental or, you know, they took over. It's a, it's a young property manager taking over for a larger, older portfolio, anything like that. Those are more common nowadays, but we certainly still get it from both categories. And if there is a landlord out there that wants to learn more about your offering, what's the website? Our website's Inago.com. That's I-N-N-A-G-O. N is in Nancy. Um, they can go check us out online. We're also on all the social platforms. You just search for Anago on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. Um, and you can certainly reach out to me. Um, I, I love to give my my email away. People can can reach out to me anytime. My email is just Dave, D-A-V-E at Anago.com. And then this is good for residential or commercial, right? Yeah. Like I said, you know, we really built Anago with the intent of making it flexible to work with all sorts of different kinds of landlords. And, and we're very fortunate as a result. We work with commercial, we work with residential, we work with student housing. We work with some pretty weird ones too. People that aren't really traditional landlords um, that have kind of unique businesses like salons are a really common one. Now people that own salons and rent out chairs to hairstylists. We work with those folks too. And then you help with the rent the monthly rent from signing the lease you mentioned from screening the app you know people applying for the space uh maintenance requests all it's pretty turnkey the the software right yeah it's pretty darn turnkey i mean our we really focus on that tenant landlord relationship we always say you know you as a landlord as an investor you can control your investment strategy you can write out your pro formas you can do all this financial analysis the one variable you can't control is tenants. And Inago is really software that's built around that ethos to give you automated tools and controls in place to better manage that relationship with your tenants. So just about anything you can think of that would be related to that tenant management side from, as you said, screening, signing, to collecting rents, it's all handled with Inago. All right. Well, congratulations on all the success. Um, and uh, one more time, that website is Inago, I-N-N-A-G-O dot com. It's uh, no cost, so it's worth definitely, you know, take a spin. Uh, give Dave a call or somebody on his team and uh, check him out. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on High Velocity Radio.